Coming up on today's episode of Sports Talk from the Crib, we're getting to the NFL Week 8 recap, scores, and biggest takeaways from this weekend's games. My favorite segment overreaction Monday, NFL trade deadlines tomorrow, who is on the move, and talking about the tale of the backup QBs. Mike White, Cooper Rush, Trevor Simeon, who? Find out next. Everybody, welcome to our episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. Boy, I tell you what, what an interesting Sunday of NFL football. A lot of things that we th- we thought we knew, we don't know. A lot of interesting outcomes, put it that way. Shockers. Tail of the backup QBs. Throwing it all over the field. Like, this was a very interesting Damn Sunday. And then we saw some of the same old, same old from certain franchises. But, like, the Lions, they're going to lose. The Dolphins, they're going to lose, right? The Texans are bad. Like, we know who the bad teams are. Some of these teams, though, are who we thought they were. They get on a big-time game, come out with big statement wins, and then they lay an egg the very next week. Shock the world. So, right now, let's hop into... The scores of yesterday's games. The Buffalo Bills came off the bye weekend, beat the Miami Dolphins by a final 26-11. Allen, 249 yards, two TDs. He also had 55 rushing yards on the ground and added a TD there too as the Dolphins fall for the seventh straight game. Panthers beat the Falcons 19-13. Sam Darnold left the game with a concussion. Tuba Hubbard led the Game on the ground with 82 rushing yards and a touchdown for them as they come out with a victory. The Niners beat the Bears by a final 33-22. Jimmy G, 322 yards passing. And the biggest thing is he had two rushing touchdowns. He was like, let me get in on this ground game, Kyle Shanahan. As he had two rushing TDs in the victory. The Steelers beat the Browns 15-10. Najee Harris led the Steelers on the ground with 91 rushing yards and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield did play, returned, and it didn't look like much of anything. The Eagles trounced the Lions 44-6. to Eagles pretty much just ran the ball all day. They had 236 rushing yards as a team and four rushing touchdowns as the Lions fall in epic fashion. Poor Dan Campbell, poor Detroit fans, poor franchise. They're cursed. The Titans come out with a big overtime victory on the road against the Colts by a foul 34-31. Ryan Tannehill, 265 yards, passing three TDs, two interceptions. A.J. Brown was the man again in the passing game, 10 catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown. As they have now come up with three impressive victories over the last three weeks. Bills, Chiefs, and now Colts on the road. And how about those J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 a huge victory over the Bengals by a final 34-31. They were down 11 there in the fourth. They had backup Mike White starting, had a career, his first career start, 37-45, 405 yards, 
three touchdowns, two picks early on, but he settled down and played a great game. So he beat Joe Burrow, who was only 21-34, 259 yards, three TDs, and a pick. The Jets with a huge victory over the Bengals. Rams take care of business on the road against the Texans by a final 38-22. They were actually up by 38 to nothing. And they just kind of let the Texans score there near the end. Stafford, another impressive three touchdowns. And then his buddy Cooper Cup had seven catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. The Patriots beat the Chargers 27-24. Damian Harris, 80 yards on the ground rushing and added a touchdown. They hailed Justin Herbert in check. He was only 18 of 35, 223 yards, two TDs, and two picks. He's now 0-2 his career so far against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And next up, we had another blowout. Seahawks beat the Jaguars 31-7. Geno Smith, two TD passes. They both went to DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett on the day at 12 catches, 142 yards. Broncos beat the Washington football team. Still feels so weird saying that. Get a name already. They beat them 17. Broncos beat them 17 to 10. Melvin Gordon had two TDs, one rush, and one catching. The Saints beat the Bucks 36 to 27. Brady had a big game, 375 yards, four TDs, and two picks. But those two picks were costly. That Saints defense was getting after him, sacking him, and whatnot. Jameis Winston against his former team. He was ready. He went out with a really, um, seems like a gruesome knee injury. and But Trevor Seaman came in, held it down a little bit, and they came out with a big victory by a final 36-27. to 27. The Cowboys, you know it's prime time Sunday night football. You know they're going to put it on the show. They have a big victory, 20-16. Dak didn't play. He was out with a calf injury. Cooper Rush, backup QB, comes in. No problem. 325 passing yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner to Amari Cooper, who had eight catches, 120, 122 yards, and a touchdown. The Cowboys improved the 6-1 and one on the year. So there's your scores and stats from yesterday's games. I'm talking about it. what is going on in the NFL this year. We're going to hop in this next conversation. Because this is one of the biggest takeaways. The biggest takeaways from yesterday's game really is the tale of the backup QB. Now, when you're a backup QB, you're not supposed to come in and do what you do. Like, you're not supposed to dominate the game like this. This is an embarrassment for these defenses and these franchises that lose to somebody you never even heard of. How is that possible? Say, for instance, the Cincinnati Bengals, who I was praising last week. Huge statement win. Or can they be contenders? Is this the finally shifting for this franchise? The young moves they do. Joe Burrow, you know, Jamar Chase, they're, they're unstoppable now. They're the next big QB wide receiver duo. They were kind of, Jamar Chase wasn't really there yesterday, it seemed like. What happened? Then you had Cooper Rush filling in as a cowboy. Dak Prescott on the road can't play against Minnesota. Minnesota chokes. Mike Zimmer, what are you doing? How you allow this to happen? And then the Tampa Bay defending Super Bowl champions can't beat Trevor Simeon, the backup for the Saints, who hadn't thrown a pass in, what, two years? Hadn't had a start in three? 
tell the backup QBs shined yesterday. The biggest one of them all, the Jets. <laughs> Who we thought is a laughing franchise, right? Not going anywhere. Mike White. 37 of 45. 405 yards. Three touchdowns. He was balling. It was, it was a lot of, he had two picks early on in the game. But it was a lot of check downs, right? A lot of those short passes, running back. What are you doing? I thought, I thought Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals. I thought he would be a little smarter than this. I'm just team be a little smarter. Huge victory. You, you held Lamar Jackson to nothing last week. They only had 17 points. You beat him 41 to 17. This is a Jets team that this guy beat by the Patriots who dropped over 50 on him. And yet, do this? A team battling for leading the division? Trying to win the division? Trying to make playoffs? Playoffs? Like, what in the world happened? But, Mike White, gotta praise him. He's the first just QB since 2000 to throw for over, throw for over 400 yards. Who was that? Vinny Testaverde? Been 20 years since the Jets QB has done this. Like I said, he was down 11. In that second half, he came back. He was hitting touchdown, two-point conversions. Like, guy was bowling. Mike White, who's had a little practice since. He actually practiced since with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but anyways, the Saints, Trevor Simeon, didn't have impressive numbers. 16 of 29, 159 yards touchdown. But he came through. He did just enough to win the game. The defense helped him out. They, they, the whole team really played well. Even though you look at Brady's numbers, 375 and four touchdowns, you're kind of like, wow, the defense didn't really do much. But no, the defense was a big part in why the reason why they won this game. They were, they were kind of gassed. I don't know if they could have held on much longer. But they played well in the victory Big division win. It seems like the Saints and the Rams have the Bucks numbers just a little bit now since Tom Brady's been there. But um, we'll see what happens come playoff time. You know it's a different story come playoff time. So it's not to worry about Tom Brady and the Bucks. Their secondary still is horrible. You can't get enough pass rush, it seems like, during the course of a game. But their offensive line is struggling just a little bit. But the my, Trevor Simeon... Come in and do that. Impressive. And last night, I don't know what Mike Zimmer, the head coach for Minnesota, was doing. But you have Cooper Rush. They were pretty much daring him to throw to the outside. And he was. CeeDee Lamb, wide open. Amari Cooper, wide open. Minnesota was just focused on the run game. They were just basically saying, I dare you to pass the ball. And the guy throws for 325 yards, two touchdowns. He had a pick, I think, in the first quarter. Another guy, just like Mike White, right? Threw an interception, right? Settled down. Got the in the flow of the game. And it just worked. It just worked. Cooper Rush just beat you, Minnesota. On the road, for some reason, in the fourth quarter, in the second half, they were just like, we're not going to really give the ball to Dalvin Cook too much. Best player on the offense. We're not going to really get, we're going to try to have Kirk Cousins, you know, throw the ball. Incomplete, little check downs, three and out, three and out. Like, 
what in the world are you doing? Disappointment. So I'm disappointed in the Bengals. I'm disappointed in the Bucks. I'm disappointed in the damn Vikings for doing that. But it's a show. You're playing the Dallas Cowboys. You had, it's like you had to make it a show. Upper echelon. First class. Prime time. Like, that's the biggest takeaways. It's a tale of the backup QBs that came in, played well, showed that they could play the game, first off, showed that they mattered, you know, <laughs> and they mean something to their team. And that's going to lead into, I got a lot of questions about this. It's going to lead into our overreaction Monday about some of these, but the tale of the backup QBs was the biggest takeaway from yesterday's games. Ah, yes, it is that time. Overreaction Monday. I love this segment. It's one of my favorite segments I do during the week. And you got to overreact. This is, it's the NFL. You never know what can happen on any given Sunday. So here is Monday. And it's time now for Overreaction Monday. We got five questions. The very first question is the Miami Dolphins coach, Brian Flores after losing the seventh straight, will be fired maybe this year. No, at the end of the season, I'll just say this. Brian Flores will be fired. And that is not an overreaction. You lost seven straight. You built this team. You thought you had the answers. Two is your guy. Two is your quarterback. He's my guy. They want to say that they didn't miss in that draft. They love Tua Tagovailoa. He is the answer to all Miami's problems. Miami has a lot of other problems. The offensive line is still bad. They don't have a big-time running back. Our receivers are always hurt. They just have all this draft capital. But the worst thing is they keep losing. And the Eagles own their pick. So Brian Flores, I'm going to make it this way. Brian Flores will be fired by the end of the year. And I'm saying that is not an overreaction. I really believe that's going to happen. Next game is against the Texans. Hmm. Trade deadline tomorrow. Something going to happen? Ah, won't get into that just yet. <laughs> All right, number two. There is a QB controversy in New York now. The Jets. Mike White is the future. Not Zach Wilson. Is that an overreaction or not an overreaction? Okay, now right now, <laughs> we still don't know who Mike White is. Do you anybody really know who he is? Zach Wilson, number two overall pick. They guaranteed him $35 million out of BYU. They, they thought he was the answer, right? And right now, I'm saying it's an overreaction to think that he's not. And Mike White is. You know, Mike White had an impressive, impressive debut at home against the Cincinnati Bengals throwing for over 400 yards. It's impressive. But right now, I'm going to say it's an overreaction. It's his first start. Let's not jump to that already. Zach Wilson may still miss another couple games with a knee injury, they say. So right now, that is an overreaction. Let's not get all caught up just yet. We'll see how he does this next time. He has a primetime matchup next. The Jets will be playing at the Colts. Thursday night, so it's a short week. Can he come back for this emotional big-time victory in a short week and beat Indy on Thursday night? We'll see. 
But right now, it's an overreaction. All right, number three. The Bengals are who we thought they were. They are not the team. They are not AFC contenders. They are not the team to beat in the AFC North. They are who we thought they were. And you know what? That's not an overreaction. They are who we thought they were. The little average team that can come out and get big victories a little bit here and there. The defense has been great statistically all year. And they let up 400 yards to somebody we don't know. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow didn't have the best of their games. The whole Bengals team didn't have them on the best. But they are who we thought they were. That is not an overreaction. Number four is a big one. Odell Beckham Jr. will never regain his form in Cleveland or his career. Overreaction or not an overreaction. And right now, he looks like he still has talent. He's banged up. He has injuries and injuries and injuries. Will he ever regain his form right now? You know what? I'm saying that's not an overreaction. He only had one catch for six yards again on Sunday. How is a man not getting the ball from Baker? Baker starts, and the man can't get the ball again. Why? Is it over for OBJ? He needs out of Cleveland. Trade deadline tomorrow. Hopefully, he can get traded. But who who's going to want him? You're looking at maybe a mid round pick. Nobody's going to pay top dollar for him. Fourth round pick at most, maybe. But maybe he can go to a contending team. Maybe Green Bay? Somebody. But he has to get out of Cleveland to try and resurrect his career. Will he do it? I don't know. But right now, I'm saying that's not an overreaction because it's been abysmal to watch this guy this year. Like, it's been bad. Like, I've never seen a player fall off so bad. But a lot of it has to do with Baker Mayfield, I believe. I believe OBJ still has some enough in the tank, but I don't know if he'll ever regain that. Form he had in New York. They traded him to Cleveland so his career could die. And so far, his career has died in Cleveland. It's a sad thing with somebody with all that talent and just fall off so quick. It's so bad. All right, on to question number five, final one. The Patriots will make the playoffs. Is that an overreaction now or not an overreaction? They're four and four. He just beat the Chargers. On Sunday. Patriots are going to make the playoffs. And be contenders. And the AFC knows not say they're contenders. They say they're on the, they didn't say they're on the last wild card spot. Is this an overreaction or not an overreaction? And I'm going to say. I just can't see them. I just can't see this team getting. Mike Jones has struggled a little bit as of, as of late. So right now I'm going to say it's an overreaction. But it's a damn. It's a possibility. You look at their schedule coming up. They got at the Panthers, Browns, at Falcons, Titans, at Bills, at Colts, Bills again, Jaguars, and at the Dolphins. You look at that schedule now. Patriots always come prepared to play. I mean, they beat the Jets, and they scored 50 points. They blew them out, and the Bengals couldn't even beat them. So I'm saying it's an overreaction right now, but... This Patriots team, if you look down on that schedule, they can win some games. It's just a matter of Mac Jones playing well. Damian Harris in the run game. Jacoby Myers, I guess, is their top target. Like, 
There's not very much to throw to. They got two tight ends, but they all seem kind of banged up. Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, they're not like they once were, you know, but the Patriots making the playoffs? Playoffs? It's very likelihood, but right now, I want to say it's an overreaction. All right, now for the last topic of the day, NFL trade deadlines tomorrow. We haven't really heard any big names coming out. There's been some little bit rumors. Of course, it's Deshaun Watson leads them all. But, like, the only names I'm really, really hearing is, like, Colts running back, Marlon Mack, once out. We we heard Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver from the Rams, once out because he's not getting playing time with them. I don't know why we went out from a Super Bowl team because you never know if somebody goes down for injury. You're the next man up. And you can get your ring and play in the Super Bowl. Maybe even have a good game and be productive for them in the playoffs. You never know. But it hasn't worked out. So those are some of the names. Of course, the Dolphins. A lot of the names coming out. There's rumors with the two it thing, right? Devontae Parker, wide receiver. Um, the corner, Xavier Howard from Miami. Like There was reports even last year that somebody offered a first-round pick and another pick for him. They declined it. So, will that happen again this year? You, I mean, might as well got to blow it up again. You screwed up. Miami Dolphins, they're going to be teams calling for those players. Devontae Parker, probably get a mid-round pick for him. Xavier and Harry could possibly get more first-round picks. Somebody could be desperate enough, like the Chargers, whose secondary is abysmal right now. Yeah, Xavier and Howard to that group with Derwin James and Bozo. That could be something the Chargers need to do to help out their secondary woes. Because that defense just keeps getting worse and worse, it seems like, every week. And adding a shutdown corner in that defense is something logical. It's something that I would do for them. Like, that is a very poss- very likely possibility for them to do. Or maybe, I don't know who else would get him. Like, he's going to be a hot corner. He had ten picks over 10 picks last year. Like, Xavier Howard... Probably on the move. He's going to be complaining about his contract again. He reworked it this year because he wanted more money after this signing the extension. So he could be on the move. Devontae Parker, maybe mid-round pick is all you can get for him. Maybe a fifth. Fourth at most. OBJ, we've talked about a little bit, should be on the move. But you're not. I don't think any real crazy names are going to... Deshaun Watson, is a trade actually going to happen? You know the thing that's crazy about this now? The Houston Texans come and play Miami this next week. So, can you do Why not put Deshaun Watson on the plane, drop him off? You guys are coming here anyway. Let's trade locker rooms. Can we get it done or not? Those are the big rumors. Will it actually happen? Will it not? Dolphins. Since they gave their first round pick, they still have the first round pick, um, you know, this year. But they don't. They have from the Niners. They don't have it from their own, so they're one and seven. So that pick's going to look horrible. They may need to get another pick to really help this team, you know, bounce back. That like we all thought they were a playoff caliber team. Defense was good, ten and six. We thought it was the turning point. That's why they kind of gave up their first round pick. They thought this was the year they pushed the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. They're not better than the Bills. And they're not better than the Patriots. Now they're not better than the Jets. That is sad. 
laughing stock of an organization. But those are some of the rumors put out. I mean, there's other guys out there, but we're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna see any huge trades. Um, and the Sean Watson thing looks like it's just not going to happen. I don't. I give up on it. We'll finally be able to give up after Tuesday on that if they decide to keep him or not. The Dolphins, the only team he's waived his no trade clause for. And we can finally put all the rumors to best and worry about in the offseason again. So there's that. <laughs> and that's going to wrap up today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Taryn Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Monday and Wednesday. Be sure to check out the official website at feeltheheatentertainment.com. It's feeltheheatent.com. You can stream the podcast on there too, as well as read the sport articles. And there's a merch store for you all to check out. And now... The thing about the website, we have for now in Spanish. So now the website is available in Spanish. Not the podcast audio yet. <laughs> I don't speak fluent Spanish. But you're able to read articles in Spanish and check out the full website in Spanish now. So that's a pretty cool new feature. Uh, be sure to check us out on the social media networks as well. At Feely Heat Entertainment on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Thank you all for joining me here. See you all on Wednesday. Peace out.